I'm Pamela Portnoy. I'm Alexa Marie Anderson. And no one's okay. (laughs) Scroll and stop. Look. Scroll, scroll, stop. Zoom in. Scroll again. My face is falling. My cheeks are flushed. My shoulders at my ears. Compare, contrast, compare, look in the mirror, smile, frown, suck it in, breathe it out, judge. Judge more for judging, complete sadness. What the fuck am I even doing? I have work to do, I have my own shit to build. Get up and just walk away. Fuck, I need a mental health break. Exhale. Wait, fuck, forgot my phone. Scroll and stop, scroll and stop. <laughs> there I it is. That. <laughs> I almost got chills because it was so relatable. Sounds familiar. Yeah, it sounds so, so familiar. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, we're gonna That's talk what all- we're tackling today, guys. We're gonna talk all about that, but First, I want to introduce our special guest that we have today. Uh, we have the fabulous Katie Bellotti with us. Uh, she's the host of Thick and Thin podcast, um, and we're really happy to have her. Um, I wanted to have you on, Katie, today because actually I listened to one of your episodes where you talked about jealousy, and I was so intrigued and loved what you had to say. So I would just love to hear more about that and talk about it with you. Well, I'm honored to be here. This is my favorite Welcome. thing to talk about. I love talking <laughs> yeah. about this. Yay. So we love to tackle emotions in our episodes and kind of dive into what it feels like in our body, what kind of runs through your mind. And I feel like jealousy is a super taboo topic, um, but it exists And we're going to just try not to shy away from it. We've been putting this one off as well. I feel like we say that for all the emotions. We always put them off. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really uncomfortable one, though, because I feel like no one wants to admit that they feel jealous jealous about something. Right. Of course, you want to be one of those people that's happy for everybody. And that's like, oh, yeah, I'm everyone's biggest fan. Like, I'm, I'm just kind of in my own lane here, staying in my own lane, not looking over and peeking at other people. But it's impossible not to. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know, I, I think I tried d- diving into it a little bit when I was writing that little whatever we're going to call that. Uh, <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> song and dance, ditty, poem, spoken word, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just a really nasty kind of feeling. And I feel like what adds on top of it is the own shame that you have knowing that you're feeling that way. Right. I couldn't agree more. I, I, and I feel like, I don't know, Katie, how do you like, are there certain things that you do to like get yourself past that emotion or how do you deal with it on the day to day, especially with social media? It's so hard. It is so hard. And I, I'd be lying if I said that I, I don't let it get to me. Like, of course, no one's perfect in, in any way. I think, you know, what we have to remember is, and what I've just realized over the years of being super transparent on the internet and the, the beauty in doing that is people often open up to me and people share, you know, when, when it's kind of a domino effect of like, when you're super honest about how you feel about things, it like, it's almost like it, it unlocks something in other people. And it also, uh, 
you know, when you kind of admit a flaw of yours, it, it kind of, it gives you the power over it and you get to say, well, this is maybe not even a flaw, maybe just like something that I don't love about myself, you know, something that I'm working on. You admitting it, especially admitting it to like a public forum is honestly the most freeing thing ever because you're like this, I acknowledge that this is something I'm working on. So I've posted numerous things about this um, on social media and the outpouring of people saying me too, like I feel this way too, like I do this as well. That's kind of, it's, brought me probably the most peace in all of this because I know that I'm not the only person doing it. And so when you think of a society where everyone is comparing themselves to everyone, it just, it's, it's not something that's really shameful anymore. It's just something that's normal now. And it's, it's something where I I give it less power over me. And I realize that, you know, even though when I'm creating, when I'm living, when I'm doing things, I'm comparing myself, comparing myself, my, you know, my body, comparing my art to other people, which I think is probably worse of all. Like I'm, I'm always comparing my, what I'm making. I think just knowing that the, the cold, hard truth that everyone is doing it, even if they don't want to share that they are, cause it's not glamorous. Um, that, that always helps me out just knowing how normal it is. Um, and I just kind of let it be so fleeting and I don't dwell on it because I don't feel like I'm the only person doing it. So yeah, 100%. How do you, do you just kind of sit with it or do you kind of just, I think sitting with it is important because well, sitting with it and thinking about it a little bit and asking myself, you know, why, why do I feel like this? Like what, what, where does this come from? Maybe because for me, a lot of the comparison that, you know, comes from my day to day or what I'm looking at uh, stems from past traumas that I've gone through in my life. When, you know, I spent four years in high school getting brutally bullied. And I really, from that, that's really affected me in the sense that like, I, I look for validation from people. And when I don't get it, it's devastating because for so long I didn't get it. And it was, those are the worst four years of my life basically. And so now I really look for validation. So like with my, with my creations on the internet, with my videos, when they don't get the views that I want, I'm comparing myself to other people and all that stuff. You know, I, I feel those feelings of, of just failure, honestly. Um, and I, I have to sit with that and be like, okay, Katie, think about this. Why are you feeling like this? And it does, you know, realizing what, what your emotions come from, like where, where the source is and where, where they come from in your past is really, really healing. I find. So I do sit with it. I do. I think about it and I, uh, remind myself of course, of all the things that I do have and, and how lucky I am and those things. But I also just, I remind myself that like, it's okay to feel these things. It's okay to feel it's extremely human. And I think the worst thing you could possibly do is feel these feelings and just, you know, shove them down and ignore them because not allowing yourself to feel like that is just bottling up emotions. And we know how it goes when you bottle things up, like eventually you can't contain it anymore and you will, you will explode. So, yep, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. The more you push things down, I feel like the worse it gets. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, like I constantly have to remind myself, like, it's like that saying, like someone's success doesn't mean that you failed. And for some reason, like, that's where a lot of my jealousy comes from. I see someone succeeding in something that like, I also want, and I'm like, oh, like, why, why am I not doing that? And it's like, well, you can, you absolutely can. There's room for everybody. There's room for everyone. It doesn't mean that you can't do that because this person did. And it's weird. It's like weird as humans that we immediately have that thought. 
Um, yeah. I wonder where, I honestly wonder where that comes from. It's, it's gotta be an evolutionary thing yeah. or like a, a hunters and gatherers comparing your, yeah. your kill to the other person's kill. <laughs> and like, you know, I honestly. always think about that. I'm very, I'm very much like a past tense thinker. I'm like, why is this like this? Like what, what happened? But I mean, going off of your point, you, you can't compare your, you know, someone else's you know, this point in their career, this point in their life, you can't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. I've heard that a lot. You can't do that. That's just like, think it's comparing apples and oranges. You know, it's like, it's similar, but not at all, actually. Yeah. Right. And everyone has their own journey. Like what's, what's some, what someone's journey looks like is It's going to be completely different for you or the next person. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's kind of just keeping your brain on track and reminding yourself of all of those things, but it's weird. The instinct kicks in immediately. Yeah. It has to be some evolutionary thing for sure. And I feel like we are super aware, like if something is like good is happening to us. I I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine that something really wonderful happened to her recently and she didn't want to tell anyone because she didn't want to make anyone feel bad. And I'm like, hun, like if, if people are feeling bad, like that's really on them and not you because something good happening to you doesn't mean that something bad happened to them. And it's mm-hmm. just, I, it, she came from like such a kind and like aware place because people do have the tendency to look at positive things in other people's lives and feel that way. It's very realistic, but also it sucks. And I do think I'm fascinated that you brought up like our ancestral, um, you know, origin when it comes to this kind of stuff, because if, if we didn't get the big kill, we die, (laughs) you know, like back then it was like highest stakes, (laughs) survive Mm -hmm. in the wilderness, bring home your food to family, you know? Literally. And, and popularity was also important. There's so many ideals from our, you know, very, very old hunter gatherer years of, of us existing when we probably, I don't even want to know what we looked like back then. That's a whole other story, but (laughs) popularity was a big deal. And there were certain things that made you more popular with your tribe. And if you weren't pulling your weight, if you weren't popular among, you wanted the validation of other people in your tribe in the hunter gatherer days, because otherwise they would abandon you, leave you out for, if you're not going to pull your weight, a part of this tribe, like you're gone, you're done. You're, you're going to die probably. So that's, it, it really does stem from that. We are, we, we act upon instinct that has been garnered years and years ago. So getting in on the information of like what plant is best to eat, what, what, uh, what, you know, herb could potentially kill you. If you're not in on that gossip, right. Die. Right. Taking risks, risk, you know, it it had held a lot more risk back then because you didn't know which plants were going to kill you. Like you said. Yeah. And it's fascinating too, because I've, I read about that's like where anxiety comes from too because back then like it was life or death you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like if you didn't hunt and gather and find your food like it was life or death so that's like where a lot of our anxiety manifests too is all evolutionary which I find really fascinating but we're not we're not hunting for our food anymore it's okay we can go to the grocery (laughs) store (laughs) I mean that's why people that's why people freaked out the beginning of when the pandemic was first announced and and that's when everyone was uh, panic shopping and bought all the toilet paper and everything because it felt like, Oh, like people 
the adrenaline was really, people were like snapping into action, looking at their neighbors and saying, oh gosh, I should probably like, you know, how it goes. And oh yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Oh yeah. Like early pandemic, I nearly had a panic attack in a Whole Foods because (laughs) I was not like, like prepared for all of that nonsense with the so many, like I had never seen the store like that in my life, like the shelves and everything. Right. I mean, that's a whole other topic, but you feel other people's stress. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When you, um, you mentioned that you feel it, um, with looking at other people's art and comparing mm-hmm. your art. And I just think it's really interesting. I, I, first of all, thank you for sharing that because it's, uh, like a very, intimate thing to share, like things that you get jealous of. Um, But it's funny because when I hear what people are jealous of, sometimes I think that's the last thing I would think that they were jealous of because (laughs) I was listening to your podcast and you have this wonderful, you guys, if you haven't checked out her podcast, please do. So good. You have this wonderful ability to share your intimate thoughts without judgment. And I was listening and I was in awe of you because I'm like, wow, I don't know if I have the guts to share some of the stuff that she yeah. shares. It, it, it's really beautiful. I was listening um, specifically to your uh, one of your friend breakups episode. Mm, and that was yeah. very much like a spoken word, like stream of consciousness. <laughs> gorgeous episode and I, I absolutely loved it. Um, well, thank but you. I just I mean, think that it's so funny episode. that you get jealous of other yeah. people. I'm like, she's yeah. on top of it. See, hearing you say that is crazy too. Cause that was probably that episode was like, I was honestly feeling so burnt out last week. I had like no energy and time to like prepare an episode. And I was just like, well, let me just like talk. And after it went up, I was like, that's probably my worst episode I've ever put out. No. <laughs> so that's, it goes to show you're always thinking. And I think the worst thing you can do also, like I've, I've, this is a newfound sort of jealousy feeling I've gotten is like, I've been kind of jealous of myself in a way that sounds really weird, but like my past self, I've been on the internet for 11 years, 12 years, almost like this December. And I, well, it is December now, I guess today's December 1st, but yeah. Regardless, and I Yikes. find myself comparing myself to my old content and how I used to be because I have gone through a period of like being a social media person where I've, I've got, you know, a little bit sick of the internet in a way where I've like kind of lost my spark and my drive to make things sometimes. And it like I never remember feeling like that in high school and in middle school because well, high school, that was my, my outlet, the only thing I could really look forward to. And then like, you know, through college, it was something I was passionate about. And then I kind of like lost it the past few years and I've been like struggling to get it back, like the spark I've had with creating things online. And so I've found myself in this weird position where I'm like, I am jealous of my past self and I'm like, what am I doing? And I I become disappointed in myself and how I've grown up, which you never want to feel. It's a really ugly feeling to be like, wow, I've done like my past younger self, like my, my inner child or whatever would, would see what I'm up to these days. Like, would they be proud of me? And like maybe admitting to yourself, like, oh, maybe they wouldn't be so proud of me and how I am. Like, that's a really hard thing to admit. And so I've been struggling with that as well. And just, you know, this whole year has felt very, uh, I haven't felt extreme motivation this year, honestly. So it's tough, but it's something we all feel, I think. Yeah. It's been a like 
a year of reflection, I feel like. So Mm -hmm. I can definitely relate with you thinking back. Like you don't want to disappoint yourself, right? Like that's a huge, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's like not, it's a terrible feeling. Um, so I, I definitely relate with that. Like thinking back, like, oh, would she be proud of me now? Like, am I working hard enough? Am I doing what I need Mm -hmm. to do? Am I, yeah, I, um, I don't know why it's weird. Like the world slowed down and everything, all of the feelings happened, (laughs) which I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's good, but it's definitely been an emotional roller coaster. I'm sure for most people. Cause we didn't have time to feel them before. No. And now we, now we do. Exactly. No, it's all, it's all good stuff. It just is, it's, it's like cleaning out everything. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. It's um, like a cleanse. It's like a cleanse, like a detox. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and hopefully, yeah. And, and going back to jealousy, just like I've been sitting with that a lot too, and trying to work on that because especially with the pandemic, you know, social media has been our main source of like, connection with other humans, which is so great. But like, I find myself having a love hate relationship with it. Mm -hmm. Like I, there are days where I'm like, this is so fun and awesome. And I get to express myself. And then other days where I'm like, it's, I'm addicted to this and I, it's making me feel like not great today. I got to put it down, but it's hard to put it down. Oh gosh. Like the push and pull of that has been a huge struggle this year. Mm -hmm. I, uh, do you think that jealousy is sort of rooted in a obviously it's rooted in insecurity but maybe a lack of being present as well because it's kind of a striving for something other than what you have at this moment and it's funny that you brought that up about jealous of the of of your past self and I felt that before but on a way more like shallow uh level I think because time has been standing um like I feel like this hasn't been wasted time, but time is passing by and there's so many things that like we're not doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and life has changed so much that I feel a little bit like, Oh, time is passing me by. I'm not getting any younger. So I look at like old pictures of me. I'm like, I was once a great (laughs) beauty, but like, I remember at the time I was feeling just as, if not even more insecure than I do now. And I just think it's literally presence. Mm -hmm you know? Yeah. Yeah. I always say if you have one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you're straddling the present, you're crashed deep in the present and nothing is really happening when you're like, you're, you're straddling, you're not living in it. You know, you, you can't spend so much time. And I, I, this is a struggle for me because I'm like a lover of history and all things past tense. So I'm like, Oh my God, things are so much better back in the day for me. But yeah. it's, it's hard not to think like that. And I also, I agree with you in the sense that like, I feel like time is kind of passing me by right now. Like, I feel like I get this weird anxiety where I'm like, am I using this time to the best of my ability? Like, because my dad said to me the other day, he's like, Katie, you should do things in this time where, where the world's kind of stood still that you won't be able to do when things pick back up again, like read some books, like have some downtime, relax, like don't focus so much on like hustling and making money and all that stuff that we do when, when the world is spinning so fast and You know, I feel like when I do those things, though, I feel like, oh, I'm not being productive right now. And like, I have this like weird, like dual mind, mind complex where I'm like angry at myself for not doing enough. And yet angry at myself for being angry at myself because I should be relaxing and taking this time. So it's just so frustrating right now. And social media definitely pours into that because you're seeing other people absolutely kill it. Like the Forbes 30 under 30 list came out this morning and I was looking at that and I'm like, Oh my God, all these people, 
I, I was like reading this list and I'm like, yeah, all these people like under the age of 30, I'm 25. I only have five more years to make it on this list, but really <laughs> does it matter if you're it's on the too list late for me? Right. Like, I, that's so funny that you but brought like, that up. Does it matter? Time. Does it matter it if you make it, it under 30? It doesn't. It doesn't no. matter. Age is just a number. Like, honestly, that list, I... I was like, Stupid. I like, to- I like tossed my phone. I was like, you got to stop looking at this. Um, no, it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. And going, and I, I want to go back to the past self a little bit too, because I think I romanticize the past a lot. I don't know if anyone else does that as well. Me. Yeah. It's like, I'm almost making <laughs> my podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, but it's so true. Like I always think like, where I am now, like, is always the worst. And then like the past was like wonderful and the future will even mm-hmm. be better. But like, I'm just, I, I need to find peace with the now, I think. Um, so yeah, going back to the being jealous of your past self, I almost don't know if it's like us just romanticizing it a little bit. Cause I don't know if our present right. self would think. Because you don't, you don't like when you look back on things, like I look back on college all the time and like mm-hmm. just certain phases of my life where I remember when I was living it, it wasn't as glamorous as it is when I look back. Like there was right. definitely things that, that I was really struggling with in college. And yet when I look back on it, when I'm just having a really hard day adulting, I'm like, I wish I was just in college again. I think of all the nice things about it. And I don't, I don't let myself think about the, or just, it just doesn't, doesn't have space in my head. You only think about the good sometimes. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely romanticize my past in a way where I, yeah. I can't be doing that all the time because the present, I'm going to not live in the present. Exactly. It's about, you have to be, you know, present. And I think relating it back to jealousy, it's like, I know, I know for me, like I see someone doing something and I'm like, oh, like I need that. And so I'm already Mm -hmm. thinking future tense, right? Like I'm already romanticizing that future, like what I can get or what they're getting. So but I just need to be like grateful and kind of like mm-hmm. think about, okay, well, what do you have now? What do you have right now that you can be grateful for and happy about? And so I think that like starts to help dissipate the jealousy a little bit, but I think it's all about, yeah, past tense, future tense. We're like wanting to be somewhere we're not. This Always. The yeah. youngest you will ever be and the oldest you have ever been. That mind is blown. Very, that is very <laughs> profound. Yes. yes. I have never <laughs> even thought about it. So that's true. I guess, you know, it's so funny because I didn't see this conversation going in this direction. Um, it, it's so interesting that jealousy is just, yeah, it's a lack of presence. And I think mm-hmm. if, if we're more rooted in what's going on now, that's probably the most helpful and I'm not saying like be ashamed of being jealous no like that's Mm -hmm. it's a normal human feeling it happens to everybody Mm -hmm. um but yeah Mm -hmm. just like helpful tips because I know a lot of people don't like feeling that way no but I feel like I'm gonna try to embrace it more now and not feel like I like shying away from it doesn't help and just knowing to stay present wow I learned yeah sitting with it's good yeah, sitting, sitting with it's good. Sitting with it's good. Being present. Mm-hmm. I, you're right, Pam. I did not see this going this way either. And now I'm like, <laughs> I, like I have a whole new like way of thinking about it, which is amazing. Alexa, what makes you the most jealous? I think for me, it's other people's like succeeding, like looking at that thirty under thirty. Life. 
I don't know what it is like, or people Mm -hmm. that have similar, you know, similar goals to me and I see them reaching them and I'm behind. I'm like, oh, like I'm not doing it fast enough, you know, but everyone has their own journey. So I have to, I have to let that go. But that for me, it's, it's finding success, Mm -hmm. but like, what is success for you? Right. Like that could look different for. Right. Because if like, if you're looking at someone that I don't know, like what, what your version of success is, or like maybe like buying a house at like 28 or something, which is like, I've seen a bunch of my friends like buying houses and I'm like, that's just crazy. Like I'm not in the position to do that right now. Like just, I don't know, maturity wise, I'm like not ready for that, but you know, I see that. And then, you know, what I, I know, like, I know this person and I'm like, but, but I think that they're, you know, they, they might not be happy in this other way or like, you know, so it really just depends on, on what you define as, as success. Like, yeah. And you, again, you, you see people and you think one way about them and and you have no idea what actually lies underneath and what they're actually feeling. It's just, yeah. It's just impossible. Looks like outside of social media. Right. Exactly. Because we only get one version of it. So. Oh yeah. You get 10 minutes of someone's week yeah. basically like, and, and all mashed together. Like that's how much time it really is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Success. And I think it relates back to my creativity too. Like when people are successful in their, you know, creative stuff, like acting mm-hmm. or writing something or shooting something, I, I'm like, oh, I want to do all those things. And so I get really in my head about it. It's also Mm -hmm. really um, when you do see, because I I can relate to that, but when when you think about it, if you see someone, you know, get a certain amount of success, you don't really think about the journey that they've had in getting there. Yeah, very rarely, like you'll come across the occasional person that gets like super lucky in some, you know, way, shape or form. But a lot of the times um, I guarantee they've cried their eyes out every night and like yeah. worked their ass off and said no to so many things because they had to say yes to this other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're not privy to that on social media, yeah. the, the harder bits. So right, that's so true. It's uh, we're all in process. We are. And it is, I I totally agree with you, Katie. I think it's, it's the way that you frame success in your mind. Is it, Mm -hmm. I am successful if I have my health, um, good relationships with my family and friends, and I can luckily, you know, support myself that Mm -hmm. it, it really just depends on your framework for it. Right. And it's, but it's unfortunate because the world has kind of given us a framework that yeah. we're supposed to, like, this is what we're taught in school. And, you know, we're taught to do this and this and this. And especially social media has really framed that for us by making followers such a big deal and, you know, making views and having all the numbers displayed everywhere. You know, when Instagram did the whole update, when they like took away the likes numbers, like it didn't happen for everybody, but for me, I've had no likes on my pictures, like for me since last November. So like, it's Mm. been like full year of not seeing anyone else's likes. And you have no idea like how much that has helped me out in the confidence category. Like me not knowing like what my other fellow influencers are like getting on their pictures. Like that was a huge source of anxiety for me for a while. And now it's, you know, Instagram eliminating that even just one thing has like completely changed how I feel about my confidence on social media, like how I, how I, 
how I view it, how I view a successful post. It's like, now it's not like, oh, what's a successful post? Like X likes. It's like, maybe, maybe it's comments. I don't know, but it's definitely changed things. And even just one way that, you know, Facebook or Instagram has like changed their, their way of doing things. It's really affected me. So I wonder what would happen if maybe not that this would ever happen. But if following numbers weren't displayed or like just all that stuff that it becomes a competition and it's, it's really toxic sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's the other contributing factor. It's, it's very culturally based. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like on days where I'm very isolated um, from other people and I'm not on social media as much and um, I'm kind of just doing my thing, reading books. Like that's probably when I feel the best about myself. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I, I, but I want to be able to be a part of the culture and yeah. society and still feel good about myself. It's, um, but I, I, I think that's a contributing factor for sure. Is it, it's yeah. constantly shifting and changing. Um, if that makes sense. I feel like that was a smash of words. No, no that makes yeah. sense. Um, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. I feel better. I feel my best when I have a, I I feel like my happiness level is directly correlated to my screen time. Like in terms of how low my screen time is, my (laughs) happiness is higher. It's really sad. That makes sense. It really fluctuates though. It's like, cause I, when I, cause that being said, when I'm not on social media for a bit, I have like this feeling of like, Ooh, I wonder what's happening or I wonder what, you know, and I wonder what so-and-so is created or I really do love the, the element of seeing other people's art in various ways. Like they're, it's different, different forms, different mediums. And I, I miss it. I have like a weird FOMO feeling. I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out on what's happening on social media. So like it, it goes both ways really. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's pros and cons to it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, it it brings us, you know, it brings us together. Like we're able to do this because of social media. You know what I mean? Like I would, you know, I could contact you and we could set this up like that. It makes things a lot easier in that regard, Mm -hmm. but obviously, you know, nothing's perfect. So you gotta, we gotta work through those kinks. Right. And as long as the pros outweigh the cons, which I yeah. think they do I overall. Think they, I think they do. It's just where it's, you got to leave time for yourself to step away from it a little bit sometimes. Right. I think that is helpful. But yeah. Yeah. I do want to say that um, on the episode uh, that I was listening to this morning of your show, uh, you mentioned that um, you miss uh, meeting strangers. Oh, I so do. And uh, you mentioned you're like, unless you're, you know, on a dating app or unless you're, um, meeting someone, you know, on social media, um, it's really not something that we're doing right now, but I am so grateful because if we were in studio, I feel like we would eventually started incorporating more guests, but I feel like this has kind of forced us in the mm-hmm. best possible way to yeah. like make new connections and meet new people. So we can yeah. have interviews like this. And I'm grateful for that because I don't know if we would be here right now chatting with you and you're like the loveliest and I'm so happy we we met you yes no that's so true I think I was my very first episode during quarantine was about I went back and like researched the the flu pandemic of 1918 which was like a whole issue within itself because like they didn't have modern medicine and all the things but they also didn't have social media so people were literally probably so depressed because Uh they couldn't leave their houses they they did when they had to but for the most part it was just they stayed with their families and they literally didn't have any way to contact people so i still i i 
know that things are a little rocky right now with people's self-esteem and, and just motivation and all those things. But I really do think that social media has helped us through this more than we know because it helps us still connect with people even when they're far away. Like I'm here at my parents' house. I've been here for a month. I'm here for another month. And yet I still feel like I know what my friends are up to. And like, that's not something I think I could say for maybe a hundred years ago. So for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Being grateful for that. Yeah. I haven't seen some of my friends, obviously, as much as I, you know, want. Occasionally I'll go for like a socially distanced walk and stuff like that. But I will say like, I do feel more connected to the people in my life because we're mm-hmm. checking in all the time. Like, how are you feeling mentally today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, I, that's I, so true. We get so bogged in like our, um, bogged down in our like day-to-day schedules when life is more normal, um, that mm-hmm. now I feel more connected and like, I've gotten to really know people this way. It's that's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a great segue into our favorite part of our show, which is it's making noise. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, Katie, are you okay? Yes. Well, <laughs> it depends on what you define as okay. <laughs> um, it's so funny because I, lo- I love that you guys asked this because I just put out this journal that I made that says it's okay on it. I saw that. Um, I was like, like, I need that in my life. Saying that yeah it's it's kind of my been my tagline for a long time and um i have this pendant i've had above every single bed of mine since freshman year of college that says it's okay just in huge block letters just it's okay it's meant and, to like, be I know. it's really funny that <laughs> when i saw that on the email i was like oh my god like this is so meant to be i'm I, glad I you're definitely... mentioning it cuz i was <laughs> So yes, I am doing okay right now, given the state of our world and all the crazy things happening. But I also, when I'm not, it's okay that I'm not okay. And I love the, the it's okay saying, like when I'm having a moment of panic and I'm like in my room, like frantic over something, or I'm like missing a deadline or freaking out. I just look at the, it's okay. And I'm like, you're right. It's okay. Like I, I tend to kind of I, I get myself worked up over things for literally no reason. It's very much in my head and all just like, I make it, I make it out of thin air, like this stress, I make it up. But when I feel like that, I'm just like, you know what? It is. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like the world can wait. Like me in being present with myself in this moment is really important. So. Yeah. And it's okay yeah. to not be okay. I feel like we constantly yes. remind ourselves of that, especially in this, this world today where we feel like it's not okay to be okay, but it's absolutely okay. Mm-hmm. Alexa. Yes. Are you okay? I mean, definitely not. I'm never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never okay. Never. Judging okay. by your text this morning, like, I know we I weren't like, okay. <laughs> oh, no. What was your text no, this I morning? Just, I just had a frazzle. <laughs> we were having technical difficulties we having, this morning. Yeah, we were having technical difficulties with a with a Instagram, and she's like, "I don't know what to do anymore." <laughs> I was like throwing my hands in the air, and I, I relate to everything you were saying. It's like you you you're all in your head. You make things a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. That's totally me. Like I am so I am very dramatic. I'm me like, too. What's that mean? Where it's like I'm gonna. It's like I'll get over it, but I have to be dramatic first. I'm like, yeah, that is a hundred and one percent me. Like it's gonna be fine, but I'm gonna be dramatic about it first. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not okay today, but I am going to be, it is going Bob. to be okay. 
It is going to be okay. Love that for you. Sam, <laughs> are you okay? No. <laughs> um, I'm better than okay. Yay. I, yay. Um, although I'm a little bit tired, I, um, okay, we're going to appreciate the small things right now. I yeah. have in my kitchen a batch, not a batch, a group of a bunch of Several of pins and needles. What is <laughs> persimmons? Oh, wow! I love persimmons. You introduced me to those. Pam, They're so good. It's like if a pumpkin made love to an apricot. I don't know. Yeah. It's so good. And so the last couple mornings, um, the highlight of my morning has been having I make my coffee frothy, mix it up yes. really good with a little blender, and I have a little cut up persimmon, and it feels very cozy and nice and i'm gonna dive into it soon it's the little things yeah Uh, as i talk about my breakfast at like 1 p.m it's fine (laughs) it's fine all good good. as i'm not very i'm not a morning person katie so like i always late start my day late all of it is super late me too all of it is okay Mm -hmm. it's okay on this train now you can't get me off it's okay all okay it's all okay (laughs) Yay. Well, thank you, Katie, for joining us. And um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Find sure. her, guys. Yeah, <laughs> go find her. You can her. find me. You can, you can <laughs> hang. Um, yeah. So my podcast is called Thick and Thin, and I post every Thursday on there. But if you just type in my first and last name, it's K-A-T-Y and then Bilotti, like Pilates, you can find me on literally every platform. <laughs> I Yay. do something everywhere. Follow her. She's really great to follow. So much fun to listen to. She has the most soothing podcast voice I've ever heard. I hear this all the time and I'm like, I don't get it, but sure. (laughs) For me, when it comes to podcast voice, like you're up there with uh, Aaron Mankey. Have you ever listened Mm -hmm. to Lore? I am obsessed with I feel like you would love love him. Yeah. 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 You you and Aaron have that soothing vibe. I Very love his soothing. voice. That's such a big compliment. I'm Yay. upset. I, I love that podcast. Alexa and I saw him live last year in July in LA. So cool. So See, I feel like cool. seeing him live, like, I, I don't know if I could, like, I need to, I have never actually even pictured what he looks like. So that would definitely, like, bring down the fourth wall for me. <laughs> oh my God, Katie, it was the best. Like, he had, like, this leather yeah. armchair. He had um, his um, piano player, like, live playing. Oh my God. He was reading from a leather bound journal. It was beautiful. It was wild. So, the aesthetics, this is exactly how I picture him recording. Yeah. So that makes yeah. Sense. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yay. Yay. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us. No problem. Anytime, guys. Yay. Yay. We'll see you next time, you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all the things. If for some reason you want to see more of us, you can follow us on Instagram at no one's okay. And a special thanks to Jordan Ross Weinhold, Sean Moore, Jason Crow, Claire Palmer, Jackson Palmer, Tiffany Hamoff, Shane Rings, James Liddell, and our podcast is recorded at Soundworks Studios. We, we can't, can't wait, wait to meet you. Meet you.